Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. So join with me right now, Lord, break loose a building for us. In Jesus' name, break loose a building for us. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name, we are perpetually looking. Listen, don't send me a bunch of stuff where there's three parking places. You guys do that all the time. What about the CVS on the corner? No. There's 14 parking spaces. What do you want me to do? It's got to be something good. Don't don't send me your junk. Send me something good. And don't send me something that's south, you know, between Bradenton and St. Petersburg. That doesn't do me good any. Doesn't do me any good either. We need another building. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you about what's going on in the world right now. Let's go over that real quick. This is part of the message. Israel, as of August eighth, their Corona cabinet. That's a fact, by the way. That's a real institution. Their Corona cabinet has decided they will not allow anyone. You imagine in a free, now they are a democracy. They are a parliamentary democracy. We are a democratic republic, but they are a democracy, so don't correct me at the door. As of August 8th, about what, two weeks from now, their Corona cabinet has decided that they will not allow anyone to go to the synagogue to the theater, to the amusement park, to any soccer game, any gathering of 100 people inside or outside. And they will not allow you to freely travel to any what they call clean country. Imagine that. They call me a racist. People call me a racist and they deem countries clean or unclean. Boy, it sounds like we're regressing back to the old covenant. There's clean and unclean. That could be us soon. Good luck having me wear an unclean badge around. Good luck with that. So you can't go to any of those things unless you have your vaccine passport, which is called a green pass in the nation of Israel. Or a self-paid negative COVID test. You can get into all those things. France is advancing now vaccine passports. They had hundreds of thousands of people on the streets of Paris yesterday protesting is a good thing. You are, by the way, you are the majority. That's right. I want you to know that. You are. Those of us that are anti-vax, which I am, proudly, anti-COVID-19 vaccine. This is I have never closed my church, never worn a mask outside of when they forced me to in the hospital to visit sick patients. Even then, they had to tell me to do it. Never closed my church. I've never washed my hands with alcohol gel because of COVID-19. I have because of cat poop and dog poop, but other than that, no. (laughs) I am fervently anti this vaccination and will never, ever take it. Period. Ever. It's not even a thought process for me. I hope it isn't for you either. But France is advocating vaccine passports. Australia is now, as we are approaching 17 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Don't worry, it's all about your health. They are in full lockdown again. Over what? 
Here's the statistics, you ready? They had 82,000 COVID tests. 111 were positive. One person died with COVID, an 80-year-old man. Not of, they don't know if it's of or with, but with COVID, for sure, one person. So they locked down the entire province of Victoria with 6.6 million people. But don't worry, you're allowed to leave your house for two hours a day. And people, people actually, actually yield to these things. That's, that's truly amazing to me. And what's really amazing is the American evangelical church. I'm not talking Catholic. I'm not talking Lutheran. If that bothers you, don't care. I'm talking about the evangelical churches whose websites look just like ours, saying the, saying the same songs that we sang this morning are endorsing this behavior. They don't see anything wrong with it. They don't even see anything wrong with Their hearts are not shuttered, bothered, or riveted by the fact that people are not allowed to buy, sell, trade, or travel without their vaccine paperwork or digital ID or QR code. I can't imagine an evangelical church that's not preaching about that this morning, but they're not because they're blind. They're absolutely blind. It should rivet your soul that the entire European Union cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code on your phone. And you know what that is? That's facts. It should bother you. It doesn't bother 99.9% of the American church. I had an absolutely delusional young woman send me something on social media saying, well, as I was griping about 17 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, and she said, well, if everyone would have worn their mask, it would have been over by now. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You really think that, you convoluted delusional fool? You really think that when you yield all your power to the power pervs, all your freedom to the power pervs, they're just going to take it? They're just going to give it back to you? You think you're going to comply your way out of tyranny? But she doesn't see it. I'm sure she attends an art church. They don't see a thing. They're too busy out there in their parking lots today with their goofy signs saying, you are home and all are welcome. Welcome home. Let's do, let's do life together. You're way too busy preaching art doctrine instead of the Bible. And that's why this young woman is blind. She doesn't even see Revelation 13, 16 through 18 unfolding before her very eyes. That he causes both rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell. That sounds like the European Union, like Australia, like Denmark, like Israel, like Great Britain, like France. He causes all, both free and slave, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate it. Why are you not calculating it? Why are you sending me social media posts to strap a mask on? When you're seeing people have to present their mark to buy, sell, or trade. 
Amazing how blind 99.9% of the evangelical community is in, the, in, in America and around the world, I guess. Because nobody stood up. I've told you this before, I used to preach, well, you know, the reason why we can't have revival in America is because of this or because of that. I take it all back because the world closed. They're closed in Africa too. Where they have 500,000 people show up for a revival service, they're closed there too. You can't buy, sell, or trade in England now without your vaccine passport. Where are we at as a culture right now? People advise their preferred pronouns? And you're preaching about summer playlists? You're coming up and you're playing secular songs on your stage and trying to extrapolate some sort of spiritual value out of it? That's what you do? Or you're Andy Stanley and you've committed to stay closed through 2021 in Jesus' name. Gelding. Men are competing in the Olympics as women right now. If you're watching the Olympics, or you, listen, if you watch the Olympics, or you've signed up for the NFL, you're part of the problem. I don't care if you're sitting in this building. Listen, I was a football fanatic. I haven't been one for years now. You know why? You take a knee during the anthem, I'm done. Bye-bye. Men are competing as women in the Olympics right now. Men are walking around in spas out in California, fully exposing themselves in front of eight, seven, and eight-year-old girls in the women's locker room. And nobody, and, and you have, I have the video. You have a beta male moron walk up to the woman who's complaining about it saying, um, does he identify as a transgender? I don't care what he identifies as. When he wakes up, we might be able to figure that out. You will not be conscious if you're walking around with all your stuff hanging out in front of my seven-year-old daughter. The world aborts 60 million people per year and they're talking, they're scrambling around like chickens with their heads cut off about a virus. When they abort 60 million people per year, the allegedly four million have died of COVID, which is also a fraudulent number. You talk, you compare 60 million to four and you wanna talk to me about some sort of virus? And what, is anybody preaching about it? Outside of Jonathan Shuttlesworth? Outside of Rodney Howard Brown? Outside of Tony Spell, outside of Greg Locke, outside of Arthur Pulaski, and a few of the rest of us maniacs, not a soul, not a soul, not saying a word, no problem whatsoever that we're seeing the world engulfed by common passes, COVID passes, green passes, vaccine passports, and QR codes, nothing. The elephant, listen, it's not just the elephant in the room, the elephant's walking around the room pooping, and they're still ignoring it. On your people, pastors, and you're ignoring. I hope you're watching, pastors. I hope you are. The FBI right now is instigating people to commit crimes and then arresting them for doing it. No, no, that didn't happen really. 12 out of the 18 people that were involved in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping attempt. Of course, that's the, why would anybody want to, want to kidnap wretched witless? That's like going to hell on earth. Strap yourself into hell on earth in a room with that woman. 
be in the full presence of a legion of demons. 12 out of the 18 conspirators in that conspiracy, in that alleged attempt, were FBI agents or informants. There are 20 or more unindicted co-conspirators that are FBI agents or informants that are involved with the 1-6 riot, what I call the 1-6 grand trespass. And by the way, the agent that ran both of them, the the agent that involved, well, the, the same agent was in charge of both investigations. The FBI and the DOJ does nothing about the thousands sentenced to death in Andrew Cuomo's COVID nursing homes, Gretchen Whitmer's COVID nursing homes, Tom Wolf's COVID nursing homes, Phil Murphy's COVID nursing homes, does nothing about it, that you have the one-six trespassers in solitary confinement since January with all misdemeanor charges. All charges are dropped against Antifa and BLM, though. The looters, the rioters, the vandals, the thieves, and the arsonists, all those charges have been dropped in the state of New York. Minnesota's Viking coach resigns after refusing the vaccine. Because he's mandated to by NFL policy. If you're watching the NFL, you signed up for the NFL. If you watch one minute of the NFL, you're part of the problem. Don't tell me you can't live without it. I played football all the way through college. Did you? I'm living without it. I'm just fine. Just fine. I don't even, I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know who did it, does anything. I have no idea. I had no idea the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were even in the Super Bowl. Luckily, I've been blessed with watching Tom, Tom Brady grab his ankles to the Democratic Party in the back lawn of the White House, though. I got quiet on that one. Must be some Tom Brady lovers in here. You love him, you're part of the problem. So this, uh, Dennison is his last name, can't remember his first. Minnesota Vikings coach, he resigns because he refuses to take the vaccine, but Jen Psaki refuses to give the numbers of those infected with COVID-19 in the White House post-vax. What would that be? How, wait a minute, post-vax? What they're calling breakthrough cases? Right? But she refuses. I guess that means we can refuse. Are you vaxxed? I refuse to tell you. And by the way, shove it up your own caboose. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 11 to 57,000. We don't know yet, but Thomas Rents has filed a lawsuit to find out. 11 to 57,000 Americans are dead from the vaccine. Over the last two weeks, vaccine deaths have outpaced COVID-19 deaths. Yeah. You aware of that? 11 to 57,000. And I've got Yehu sending, Christians sending me messages that you sh- we should have worn a mask and it'd be over by now. What a bunch of idiots. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to work at reaching that level of idiocy. <laughs> You have to study to show yourself approved to be that stupid. (laughs) And then you've got Israel's prime minister and Biden say it's safe and effective. The COVID cabinet, right? Safe and effective, really. Israel's, from their own health ministry, has said that the vaccine works 39% of the time. 
Pull it up. This isn't from me. This isn't even from Gateway Pundit, which I love. It's not from the Federalists. That's what he said on national news. It's everywhere for, for but a second because they can't cover it too much because it'll destroy their agenda. So is it safe? Well, we had five JetBlue pilots drop dead. Do you know that? It's a fact. Five. The most healthy people on earth are, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter, airline pilots. They have to get checked every six months for everything. How about you? Crawling up every orifice every six months? You could do that? They do. And five of them dropped dead. What did they have in common? Well, they were just double vaxxed. Effective, they say, right? 60% of COVID hospitalizations in England are fully vaxxed. 60% of COVID patients in England are double vaxxed. How many of them, curious, how many of them are people with natural immunity? 1%. Whoops. Vaxxed people are scared of unvaxxed people. Why? <laughs> science, please. He said you're a follower of the science, a conveyor of the silence. Force vaccinations for you, but not at the border. Explain that. We're slated to have 2.3 million people cross the border this year. We usually have less than a million. Every one of them loaded in buses and planes and flown all over the United States. That's absolute fact. There's video of it everywhere. None of them vaxxed, none of them even tested. But yet we're told that Joe Biden says that we are in the middle of a pandemic of the unvaxxed while he buses 2.3 million of them around the country. So you still think, hey, hey, COVID virtue signaling, mask wearing, moronic Christian. You really still think it's about a disease? The national face of COVID of the COVID response, funded its development. Everybody catch that? I'm just giving you the state of the country for a reason. Crimes are deemed no longer crimes. And then Joe Biden claims that the crime rate's going down. <laughs> yeah, rapes are way down. Yeah, but you said rapes no longer a crime. Oh, wow, that's great. Great job, Joe. That's typical Democratic Party politics for you right there. What are you talking about, Tom? Well, let's see. Now in, the, in the city of San Francisco, unless you steal $950 or more of merchandise, they will not prosecute you. It's an absolute fact. So then crime has gone down, is it not? I myself have prosecuted many people for far less theft than that. And in Florida, if you steal more than $300, it's a grand theft. And by the way, you get prosecuted if you steal less than that too. But not, not in California. So crime has gone down in our nation's largest state, along with their population, and they've lost congressional seats. Do you see how it works? How, how, how are they pulling this off right now? Joe Biden says it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed with just manipulation of numbers. Everybody they test coming into the hospital who says they aren't vaxxed, they test them for COVID. So they say everybody who's coming in without, without a vaccination is COVID positive, but they're not testing anybody who is vaxxed. Absolute fact, it's all over the news. Be informed. Republicans and Democrats are debating a $3.5 trillion spending deal when we're $30 trillion in debt, not to mention Biden wants to fund vaccines worldwide. We're $30 trillion in debt. 30 
trillion dollars in debt. The Federal Reserve buys up billions of dollars of our debt every week. George Soros and Billy Gates just bought uh, the UK maker of COVID tests. But it's just about your health. Don't worry about it. Fauci says it wasn't gain-of-function research, but in his writings in 2012, he defines exactly what he did as gain-of-function research. But on the House and Senate floor, testifies over and over again as he purges himself that it wasn't gain-of-function research. Oh, really? When you cause a virus to gain function, it's not gain-of-function research? Listen, the hypocrisy and the lies of the left and the devil himself know no bounds. We had a fraudulent election. That's all coming out now. We all knew it then. In the middle of the night when they shut down an election, you might be a redneck, you know? I mean, (laughs) ballots with no ID, ballots with no signature verification, the count was stopped, suitcases out from tables, a water main leak that never existed, Zuckerberg boxes to the tune of 500 million around the globe, but only in Democratic areas where you can ballot drop boxes where you can drop off your ballots with no signature verification, no ID, more votes than registered voters in 353 counties. 400,000 ballots in Georgia with no chain of custody. They have no idea where they came from. 74,000 ballots in Arizona where Donald Trump lost by 11,000. 74,000 mail-in ballots in Arizona where there's no record of them ever being mailed out. That's strange. A mail-out where you have to request a mail-in ballot with no record of it ever being mailed out, but it showed up to the tune of 74,000. 11,000 in Arizona were not on the voter rolls on November 7th, but appeared on the voter rolls on December 4th. 18,000 in Arizona voted and then were immediately removed from the voter rolls. This is all facts, by the way. If you don't know this, you're galactically uninformed. That's why Christians sit around dormant with their tail between their legs. You should have godly anger. God is angry at the wicked every day. Oh, we don't want to be angry. That's not Christ-like. Who told you that? Did Jesus tell you that as he was putting his whip of cords together? Don't ever be angry. That's not Christ-like. State of our country, the people banning, censoring, and killing us are the ones who call us fascist. The anti-racists are the racists. So that's where we are. And I could have done this for four hours. And gladly so. And enjoyed every last minute of it. But that's where we are. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? People ask me that, and they ask me that in a snotty way sometimes. Which, by the way, you'll reap what you sow if you ask me something in a snotty way. The answer is power. Most Christians will say, you know, we're going to love them into the kingdom. Let me throw this out to you right now. I want you to find in the word where Paul said, Jesus said, love them into the kingdom. Show it to me. Send me the verses today. You're like, what, Tom? You're blasphemous. No, I'm Bible. Bible. The answer is the power of God. 
Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 2.4. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. He won more people than Jesus to the Lord while on earth. If you want to change things, you're going to have to emanate God, which means you're emanating love. But most Christians, what they actually emanate is their version of love, not God. They emanate Hollywood's version of love, which to them is Americanized kindness. And they think that's going to win people. That's not what Jesus did. If you want this country to change, you're going to have to win people. You're going to have to convince people. And you're going to have to emanate God, and you are going to have to wield power. Again, show me in Scripture where it says they are won by love. And listen, I know the verses. I know Romans 2.4. God's kindness leads us towards repentance. I understand it. But it's God's kindness, not yours. You have to emanate God. God's kindness. Not your version of kindness. Most Christians, their version of kindness keeps them from offending. The word that they preach is not quick, powerful, and sharp, and discerning, and dividing. All their their main purpose in life is unifying themselves with the world and with the devil himself. It's God's kindness that leads people to repentance, not ours. It's God's love that leads people to to repentance, not our version. How does God want you to share him? Well, you know what you do, Tom, is you have a community car wash. <laughs> and what we're doing is we're going to be, we're going to prostitute ourselves as the church of Jesus Christ and offer free stuff to people to win them. We're going to water down the gospel so that, so that they feel comfortable in our church. That's how we're going to win them. Is that what God said in his word? No. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive What? power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You should walk into the room and it'd be different. Either you bring oxygen in or you take oxygen out. But one way or another, the room should be different when you walk in. But Christians don't believe the Bible. So they come in and go, um, what can I do to be nice? I know that people in here are going to die and go straight to hell unless I tell them the truth, but I don't want to offend them. How can I be nice today? It's not what, that's not how Jesus said for you to share him. It's insulting to share Jesus that way. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You, you witness in power, not acquiescence. You witness in power, not COVID caving. He wants you to share him using him. How do you get this power? But you shall receive power when? The Holy Spirit has come upon you. He wants you to share him by sharing him. Not sharing your kindness or your charity. Yes, he may lead you in that direction, but it comes through him first. What we do now is we give kindness and and charity devoid of the spirit. And that's why churches get used and abused. 
You notice the homeless don't hang around this church, don't you? You're like, Tom, that's because you're mean. <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I've had many homeless people come through here, but word, word gets out. A lot of you have no idea what the homeless are in America anyway because you never dealt with them. It's just some avenue for you to feel like you're kind. I was in law enforcement for 25 years right here, 1992 to 2017. I know the homeless better than you do. And I can tell you that most of them are people who are lazy, drug users, and many of them, many of them are fully sane, fully, just don't want to work. So they come in here, and what happens? Hey, Pastor, you know, we could use a little help. Okay, well, I'll tell you what you do. I'll buy your food today. You're like, Tom, you do that? Yeah, I'll buy your food today. If you want anything more from me, you show up for church every Sunday, and we'll talk. None of them do it, because that's making them work. What they do is they show up after the service. I'm here. I said, well, were you in the service? No. Bye-bye. But here's my sob story. Don't care. That's love. I know that absolutely is blasphemy for some of you. Some of you will never return to this church because of it. I get it. That's just because you've been, well, show me in the word. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. You may get me once, you'll never get me again. Not gonna happen. But you are to come with power. You are to emanate God, not your version of love and kindness. Whatever it is, in that moment, it may reflect your version of love and kindness. Maybe. But if it doesn't, then you still need to operate in it. There's people. Many people that have come to me, I know they make the mistake, they come to me for counsel. They don't think what I'm giving them is love because I'm not enabling them to continue on in the lifestyle that they're in. But that is exactly the direction of the Holy Spirit because I've been filled with the Holy Spirit and by that, he speaks through me. He compels me to say things they don't want to hear. I've seen some of you take vacations from this church. I know who you are. I just can't take it right now. I'm too broke. No, you can't pull your thumb. Get the crowbar out and pull that thumb out of your mouth. The Holy Spirit comes with power, and by the way, power is true love. Not pastor, I got a new pastor name for you. We've had skip verses, pastor lukewarm, pastor watered down, what is it? Pastor latte sucker and pastor skinny Jesus. This is pastor COVID R caver, the third. Don't listen to that guy. I don't care when they call you up on the phone. You need to, you know, we've loved you for all these years and all these decades, and now you're going to that church, and they're teaching you things that are not Calvinist. They're teaching you that that you're supposed to be well and prospered. You need to come back because we love you. No, they don't. They hate you. It's just like like a parent who spares the rod hates their child. That's exactly what the Bible says. But they believe that they're really loving their child by being their best friend. No, you hate them. You go to a pastor who never corrects you, you are in the wrong place. If you go to a church that never offends you, you're in the wrong place. Sometimes, listen, even when the church is wrong and you're offended, you're in the right place. Teach you to grow up a little bit. 
Never bothered you at all when you were offended at your job. You stuck it out there for 40 years. You get offended one day in your church, you go off, you're a 240 pound muscle bound man, and you go crying outside the door. Oh, they didn't appreciate me, dude. <laughs> just, just go sign up for LA Angel Middle School because you're a 12 year old girl. You can identify as that anyway. Just go over there. You're a 12 year old girl, go sign up. Oh, I'm offended. Oh my gosh, dude. You're going to take the mark of the beast. You'll knock old ladies out of the way like a fullback to take the mark of the beast. If you want to change things, if you want to break through to people, if you want to win people, you are going to have to emanate God, not humanistic love. You're going to have to wield power. Again, show me in Scripture where it says they're won by love. Paul said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of power. It's not just about raising the dead and giving sight to the blind, although I fully endorse all of that. You should emanate power, conviction. Jesus was asked, how is it? The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin said, how is it that this man preaches with such authority? They should say that about you. You're a joint heir. It may sound like a nuanced difference, but it's actually huge. You don't win and you don't break through to people with love. You win them with God who is love. Do you see the nuanced difference? With his word, which is love. Galatians 6, 4 says this. But let each one examine his own work. Let each one examine his own work. Am I using syrupy kindness to try to win people? Have we noticed that it doesn't work now? Look at our country. The church is a non-entity. The church is winning no one. They're like, well, yeah, we got these huge churches. Doing what? Fresh starts and new beginnings? Barely discernible from people who aren't saved, if they are saved to begin with? Let each one examine his own works. If your love is not the word of God, then it is not spirit, remember, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the sword of the spirit is the Bible. So if your love is not the word, then you are not emanating power. Amen, Tom. I know this blows some of your minds because you want to be loved. That is not your purpose. Your purpose is to love, not be loved. They nailed your Savior to a cross and slept like babies at night. If your love is not the word, then it is not spirit. Therefore, it is not power. Therefore, you are not witnessing correctly. Some of, listen, I see a lot of Christian parents with unsaved kids. Whether their kids are in their 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, and they won't face it. They won't face it. You need to face, my kids are not saved, and what are you going to do about it? You've already tried to emanate humanistic kindness and love. 
You've already tried to emanate that. You've tried it, and it doesn't work. So will you now go God's way? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In order for that to happen, then you need to be speaking spirit. Listen to this. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Our worldly kindness profits nothing. Our worldly love profits nothing. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. This is the Holy Spirit. This is his sword. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he does not speak on his own authority. What does the Holy Spirit speak? The Bible. How many of you speak on your own authority? You actually do the opposite of the Holy Spirit who refuses to speak on his own authority. He speaks that which he has already heard. And you think you're gonna win your kids that way? Jesus commanded you to go out with power. What, what wins them, your kindness or conviction? Quiet in here. Paul's approach was What? My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. I wasn't trying to persuade squat, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. God's love was his approach because God's power was his approach. Does everybody see the difference? It's nuanced. I hope you're catching it. Power was Jesus' approach. Let's look at this. Let's look at another example. What is your version of the grace of God? What's your version of the grace of God? How is grace taught in comparison to what the Bible says about it? Well, you got, how, many people have, how many people have used this? Well, you know, I, I issued them some grace. They're late all the time, but you know, we give them grace. You think that's grace? Is it? If someone's late all the time and you just say, oh, you know what, we're... Giving them some time. Is that what you're supposed to do? Certainly is easier for a while. Sin is always great for a season. So how is grace, how, how is grace truly taught? Well, let's look. It's Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. I didn't give you guys this one. Sorry. Right. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Whoops! That's not how grace is taught in the church. Grace is taught in the church. Well, you know, it's a process. That's not what the Bible says. It's not at all what the Bible says. Listen, there's a problem in the back of the church here. I'm going to fix it in a minute. You see me? You hear me? You got me? If there is, you just need to go, just need to walk out the back of the church. Got it? If you do, listen, I'm going to warn you. Uh, if the sheriff's office do it, they'll be here in one minute. And you'll be outside. If I see you do anything else, you're done. Got it? Yeah, try me. Go ahead. See what happens to you. Go ahead. As a matter of fact, Travis, why don't you just talk to them and you can just go out now. Just get out of the building. You're trespassed. Get out.
Don't ever come back. See, y'all think that, <laughs> you think it's a game? I, don't, I do not mess around. If that offends or bothers anybody, I don't care. My heart rate's not up, don't care, nothing. And you might be like, you know what, you're an arrogant person, I'm not. I will not have somebody come in here and disrupt the spirit of God. If I had to do it myself, I've got Travis up there, Travis, wave at everybody. I've got Travis up there. I've got others, but if I had to do it myself, I'll do it myself. And the person, you're like, Tom, you may get your butt kicked doing that, okay. But there's plenty of other guys in here ready to back me up and we'll just throw you right outside the door. You will not come in here and do that. I don't care if it's the CIA. They're not coming in here either. All right, back to spiritual, here we go. What shall we say then, talking about grace? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? That's what the modern church has taught. Go on sinning and we exult in our grace. Just that, just same, it's the same in 1 Corinthians chapter five, where you had, you had the young man in the church married to his father's wife. And they were exulting in their grace. That's not what it says here. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? That's, what, that's how you teach grace. Grace, the grace of God is only applied to the repentant. Everybody stay with me. It's only applied. Listen, I want you to work on being mature and stay with me. We'll take care of everything that we need to take care of. It was not. These things right here, you look at the difference in how witnessing is taught, how different it is in comparison to the Bible. We're taught now, love them, love them, be kind, be kind. That's not what the Bible says. It says you approach people in power. That was Paul's approach. That was Jesus's approach. You approach them in power. It's not the COVID caver's approach though. Are they approaching COVID with power? Look at where we are now. Look at our country, look at where we are now. Who's being won? What change is being ushered in right now? Who's winning people? You know who's winning people? Us. Everybody else has been one. The rest of the evangelical community has been one to the world. How do you tell? Well, they closed their churches. Franklin Graham says he thanks God for the vaccine. Steve, Sc- Steve Scalise, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro. I'm checking on Ron DeSantis to confirm it, but are all urging people to take the vaccine. Donald Trump urging people to take the vaccine. You need to always be aware of those who sleep, secretly slip in among you. You're like, Tom, are you pulling back from Trump? Are you pulling back from this? No. But I understand where they're wrong, and I'll tell them that to their face, not that they'll ever ask me. The people aren't breaking through to people right now. They've been broken themselves. 
They're a broken horse being saddled by Anthony Fauci, riding around their gelding farm, hopping over fences at his command. Power has not been the tactic of the modern evangelical church as they don't win the lost. As, you know what they do now? You know what churches do now? They compete for the saved. Our church is better than your church. This is what we offer. Like you're like an insurance salesman on a cafeteria plan. This is what we offer. This is what we don't. You know what we do here? Preach the word. Whatever happens, happens. They don't win the lost. They don't, use, they don't use power as a tactic, so they don't win the lost. They compete over Christians. They're castrated by the world. And they yield every institution to the devil. Supreme Court's gone. Congress gone. Senate gone. Presidency gone. Our babies butchered in the womb. It should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> It should be illegal to suck a human being with a vacuum out of the womb of another human being. The barbarism of it all in the church doesn't bat an eye. Nobody preaches about it. How do you not preach against abortion as an evangelical pastor? But you see, we can have all the facts we want, and I'm done here in a couple minutes. I'm sorry for those of you who had to endure me doing some law enforcement activity this morning. That <laughs> wasted about two, three minutes. But you'll see, hear the rest of this in the second message, so make sure you hear it this week at some point. If you want things to change, you are going to have to break through to people and facts don't work. You're like, well, Tom, that's all you do. Yeah, listen, that doesn't mean you don't put the facts out, but I don't go under the false uh, preposition that facts are going to pierce their heart and change their soul. It works on occasion, but for the most part, and by the way, I'm not trying to win people to conservatism. Pastors should be like the black robe regiment out in front of politics and preaching it. You should be doing that. Without hesitation, what are they gonna do to you? Oh, well, you know, we might lose our 501c3 status. Shove that up your caboose too. You go ahead and do that. God will mock you like Jeff talked about this morning. He sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Go ahead and take it. God will prosper me 10 times what I made before. Go ahead, take it. You should be out in front of it. If you want, but facts don't work. You've got to have the power. You've got to, when you speak for it, to pierce them. How do you get that? It comes through faith. Gosh, I wish you, I wish you had more time. You need to listen to the second message. If you want things to change, you're going to have to break, break through to people. And that takes his power, not your version of love. It doesn't work. This is the problem in the modern church. It's all about humanistic kindness and love, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. These multi-million dollar facilities with their satellite churches. Pastors making millions of dollars doing this. I have no problem with prosperity on any level. None. I'm just saying that you know what? They built a house that God did not build because it wasn't built on his word. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. They build it. Look at the mess that we're in. The second part of the verse, Psalm 127.1. 
Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. The watchman, what are they talking about? Listen, the modern evangelical church in America was stolen by COVID-19 18 months ago. It's dead. Look at me, it's gone. Canada, gone. They're gone. What are we gonna do about it? Gotta pierce their heart. Facts don't work. Could I lay them out more? I could give you stat after stat after stat that you're a moronic fool walking around and prancing about with your stupid mask on. You're an idiot. Masks do nothing. Everyone's, it's so funny to watch the COVID cavers now as they're scared to death of the Delta, the Lambda variant, whatever variant it may be. And I've said a, a cop, a man who was a street level cop for 25 years, knew back in April that you cannot vaccinate against a virus. You can't. They endlessly mutate, dummy. It does nothing. And now, oh, the, the, the Lambda variant, the Delta, yeah, dumb, dumb. 80,000 people die of the flu every year in America. How long have those vaccinations been in place? It mutates constantly. Your mask, the average size of a COVID particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. The best mask on the planet, N95, starts at blocking uh, particles three times that size. And you have, you have the leading epidemiologist in the world, Dr. Anthony Fauci, known perjurer, blasphemer, and liar. Goes up on the, well, you know, even if you're, remember before, vaccines were the answer, but those people, the power pervs, can never let go. It's better now that you wear a mask. Give me the science, Anthony. I just, again, cop right here, 25 years. Preacher and cop, I just gave you the science. So explain to me how it's, explain to me why in every heavy duty masked state that their COVID rates are higher than those who aren't. What does it take? But it doesn't work. It works for you. You're already pierced. Your heart's already open. But how do we break through? Listen, do you think that the facts, why don't the facts break through? Because it violates their narrative. Until you change their heart, which will change their narrative, you can tell them all you want. They believe this. See, what they believe is this, that I'm gonna lie and lie and lie, and eventually what's gonna happen is we're gonna have this utopia breakout as a result of my lies. I'm like, if you have to lie to get your utopia, what kind of utopia is it? I'll try to, try to draw to a close with this. Acts chapter 2, 36 through 41. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. It's Peter's talking. God has made this Jesus. Couldn't be any more clear than that. Who you crucified. See, he doesn't mince words. Why do you? Well, I don't want to get the wife upset. How long have you been in that gelding pastor, pasture? Who clipped you? you scared of your wife? I'm just, I'm just asking. There's no more of a fireballer than my wife. You think I'm married to a shrinking violet? I ain't scared of her. 
No wonder men are competing as women. A lot of pastors in this country just need to go and identify themselves as a woman. And listen, I'm not saying men are better than women. They're not. We're all created in the image of God. Join heirs with Jesus. Same level. We just start, listen, a man's a man and a woman's a woman. Listen, I don't want women turning into men. I like women. <laughs> listen, every, almost everybody, I, the, only, the only man I choose to work with is Jeff Tomas. I'm talking outside of the church. One. If I hired anybody right now, I'd be a woman. If I had to get a realtor or whatever, I go to women because they call me back. Men don't. The only man I've ever worked with who calls me back is Jeff Tomas, my finance guy. That's the guy up here running the communion. I love this. It's got nothing to do with who's better than another. But listen, if you're a man, be a daggum man. Listen, if you need surgery to get them to drop back down, then go get the surgery. I make it as clean as I can. <laughs> Some sort of reattachment surgery, something going on, <laughs> testosterone treatments, whatever it is that you need, but you need to start doing it. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> 1046, like Archer Pulaski last week. He was convinced that we were over at 1130. Did everybody see that last week? <laughs> Pastor, how much more time do we have? Did I mention, did I mince words? There's nobody I love on the earth more than him. I love the man. None. Actually, my answer was, you're done. <laughs> I love you, Pastor Arthur, if you're watching. I love the man. But in order to change people, you're going to have to pierce their heart. Facts don't work. Just still give the facts. Give it to them. I will. I'm not stopping. It's more for us than it is for them, by the way. It's more for you to know than it is to try to win people. If you want to win people, it has to be God that does it. Yeah. It won't be you, but you have to be the conduit. Let me give you the example in closing. Therefore, let all Israel be assured this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were hearing it from an anointed source. Not Mr. Kindness, not Mr. Worldly Love, an anointed source. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. It, facts don't work. Peter was preaching to them the word of God. Facts don't work. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Boy, I want to see people respond to us that way. But in order to do that, we have got to be operating in power in the only way. What overcomes the world? Our faith, which is the word. People have a complete misunderstanding of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They actually, this is in the second message. They think that they hear the word of God and there's some sort of separate faith that occurs. No, your faith is the word of God. That's why hearing it develops your faith. You're hearing what you listen to is the word of God. Therefore, the word of God is your faith. And our faith is what overcomes the world. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Our faith overcomes the world. If you want to pierce people, when you speak, you have got to be operating in power, which means you are operating in faith. It doesn't, you don't even, you don't have to be eloquent. 
Have you ever listened to somebody who may not be the greatest singer or orator in the world, but they're anointed? Choose the anointing. You ever been around Pastor Rodney Howard Brown? He walks in the room, I start crying. And it's not because I love him, and I do love him deeply, but he walks in the room. I'm not, listen, I'm not much of a spiritual crier. I said, oh, God. It's almost embarrassing. I'm like, People in the room know me, firebrand, podcaster. I'm, oh, he didn't even do anything. I'm not even doing anything. That's anointing. How does he get it? Endless, endless saturation in the word of God. Not listening to preaching. Yes, we're supposed to have pastors. Yes, we're supposed to have preachers. But that's only once or once twice a week max. What about the rest of the time? Saturated in the word of God. It's not that God is pleased and then pours it out on them. It's that he opens up himself and God fills the vessel. He unveils himself. Everybody in here, when you miss out on God, it's not because God didn't give it to you. It's that you don't know that he did. You can't see it. So you aren't able to cut people to the heart because you're not operating in power. Let me just tell you about Trump. That's not going to work. They're not going to come to you and say, like they did to Peter, brothers, what shall we do? Have you that happened? Has that worked for you? Where's the fruit? People, I, I see Christians testify for years about their tactics. Let me just tell you about what I've done. I'm like, where are all the souls? Now, I get that you've had this training, and I get that you went to this school, and you used to be under this pastor, and blah, 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 blah. I get it. Where's the fruit? Where's the souls? Why is it that you're still weird as can be then? Why is it that you're so weird that nobody has anything to do with you at this church? And like some of you, it's, oh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. He called me weird. Yeah, I'm calling you weird. Now, what are you going to do about it? Because that's what everybody thinks anyway. <laughs> Haven't you noticed that you're, you're, you literally are like a light to cockroaches? <laughs> you walk in a room and everybody scurries away. You know it's true. You already know it's true, and you think that if I just annoy them enough, they'll come around. You're 60 years in, hadn't worked yet. You got to look at your fruit. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? What did Peter say? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the, for the forgiveness or the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Listen to this. Oh, worship team, make your way. We'll be out of here in just a couple minutes. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. Listen now. When you pierce people to the heart, what happens? 3,000 were added to their number that day. We try to convince people. Peter just went with, what did he say? He didn't say anything. Anything beyond what we would normally say but he was anointed. God cut through the red tape. He cut right through it. If you want things to change, here's where I'll finish. 
you're going to have to break through to people. Whether it's the world, whether it's your wife, whether it's your husband, whether it's your family, whether it's your kids, whether it's your enemies, whether it's the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. If you want to break through, you got to cut them to the heart. As much as I would love to spout facts to them about how this vaccine's killing people, it's not going to do anything. Because they have an agenda. Their agenda, listen, they sleep like babies at night. You need to understand that. We think they're tormented. They're to, you know, everybody who's offended, they're like, yeah, they've offended me, but you know, it bothers them every day. No, it doesn't. They don't care. Nobody cares. People storm out of this church. Well, you know what? I showed Tom. Listen, you storm out of here today. You're mad at me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going home. I'm going to sit on my couch for the rest of the day and eat chicken wings and pizza and copious amounts of soda and drift in and out of sleep. It does, you, your offense means nothing. Nothing. I promise you. What? That's it. Once you, and listen, by the way, that's how I think too. When I'm offended, well, I just like, I know, I, I've learned now. They don't care. So you know what? I'm just going to love them. They don't care. I'm not, I'm not heaping burning coals on their heads by me being offended. It's the opposite. When you're not offended, you heap burning coals on their head. <laughs> That's the Bible. Try it sometimes. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? That's the goal. And in order to do that, you're going to have to gain belief and dispel unbelief and walk in power. And you do that via this, the Word of God. Amen? Stand with me. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.